What's up, guys? Thanks for pressing play on 90 Day Fiance, Crazy in Love, the Danielle and Muhammad Journey Edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host, the one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing on this special day of our (laughs) first ever bonus episode edition? This is it, the very first episode of our 90-day journey coverage. If you guys clicked on this by accident, know you haven't traveled back in time, you're not listening to our coverage of 90-day fiancé season two. This is our special weekly bonus podcast that we're going to be doing where we're going to cover the Danielle and Muhammad journey mm-hmm. as seen on Discovery+. Plus. Exactly. And for you who do not have Discovery+, Plus, I feel like we all know the story of Danielle and Muhammad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll cover it for you. So yeah. no need to watch it, actually, guys. <laughs> we'll tell you what's up, what's going on with them from the beginning until now, I believe. I think I would hope if you guys are... Real 90-day fans. I don't mean to start any beef with anyone listening, but if you guys are true 90-day fans, you guys know Danielle and Muhammad. They're from season two, Mm -hmm. but they've made waves ever since that first season they were on. I feel like they were the ultimate scam couple. Well, not Danielle, Muhammad. Well, let's let's not jump into it right now because I have my thoughts. But yeah, they're from season two, so you've most likely seen their story and you... If you're like us, you love their story, but you haven't heard us talk about it. So the way we got to this couple in this bonus journey podcast is we asked you guys, we asked you to vote. We said, here's three couples we might cover on their Discovery Plus journey. Mm -hmm. We said Colt, Mm -hmm. we said Darcy, and we said Danielle Muhammad, choose your favorite, choose who you want us to cover. And you guys overwhelmingly told us Danielle Muhammad. Very true. So here we are. Thank you guys for voting. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for voting on them because we think this is going to be a fun one to cover. Yeah, especially because we haven't covered them at all. We have covered Darcy and we love to do that. We covered Colt several times. But this is something new for us too. So I'm super excited. Yeah, there's. I think there's 11 parts to the Danielle Muhammad journey. So we'll be covering part one on this podcast. And then every week from here on out, We'll cover another part until we are done covering all 11 mm-hmm. parts. And if you guys enjoy, we'll jump on to another couple. Yeah. Do you know who season one was? Because for some reason, I always think season one was Danielle Muhammad. Yes, me too. I was just going to say like, wow, they were in season two. There's really only one couple that sticks out in my mind for season one. Who? Russ and Pow. They were on season one? I'm pretty sure. Don't I they thought they were like... on the same season as Daniel and Muhammad. No. And I even thought they were later. For some reason, I thought they were season three or four. I mean, think about it. We're in season eight right now. That's who we're covering on the 90-day Crazy in Love classic. That's season, season eight. Season eight. Yeah. And wow. so I thought Russ and Power three or four. But again, you meet these couples for the first time on their first season, and then they stick with you throughout your life they never leave you alone once you've first seen them so i guess we're just remembering their more recent seasons but yeah they're russ and power season one danielle muhammad season two and i think it was the the mormon guy and the and the really pretty mm. brazilian girl Wait, alan and Kiriam. yes oh. i think they were season one. Oh yeah okay i think you're right yeah she's like she looked like a doll i feel like maybe there's one standout couple at most two standout couples per season that can hang around the franchise. Mm-hmm. And so for season one, it was Russ and Powell. For season two, Danielle and Muhammad, I think. Yeah, for, for sure. So before we get any further into it, if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, what are you waiting for? You can do that at 90 Day Crazy in Love. Also, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. That way, when we do release new bonus content, like we're doing right now, you'll automatically get it. You don't have to go, oh, they released the classic podcast on Monday nights. No, just subscribe and you'll get the content as soon as we put it out. Mm -hmm. And one more ask if you haven't yet or you're new to the podcast. If you're new, welcome. But also, could you please leave a review? It would mean a lot if you could just take five seconds and leave us a review. You guys have no idea how much that helps us. Yes. All right. Unlike our classic coverage... Not going to do the 90 day by the way segments because there's just not enough 
newsworthy news to cover. Plus, we, you know, that's part of our other podcast. So let's not mix those two together. This yeah. is a bonus episode. Don't be greedy, guys. This is yeah. a bonus. Take what you can get. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, tune into the classic Crazy in Love episodes for the By the Ways. So let's just do it. Let's just jump into it. Right away. Part one, Danielle and Muhammad's journey. Here we go. Ooh, like... That was just wild. And for you guys who don't know, this is not a recap of what was on 90 Day. It's basically, it is and it isn't. It's condensed. So yeah. on our first episode of The Journey, they basically covered, you know, like what, like four or five episodes or six yeah, of I the actual we, 90 Day. I think it opened up and we'll talk about it. We meet Danielle. And then by the end of this episode, and it was 45 minutes, I think, we're 26 days to mm-hmm. wet. So we've covered, again, if you guys have listened to the podcast, I'm not good at math, but <laughs> 90. It really is not. 90 minus 26 is 80. Mm, I'm, I'm giving you some time to do this. Okay, let's do it together. 90 minus 26. Mm-hmm. Is that what I said? 26 days to wet? Was I that? think you said. Okay, so we need to, everyone's yelling Everyone's yelling at me right now. They've already figured it out probably. Oh, what's the best way to do it's 64. Oh, I should just subtract 26 from 90. No, no, no. You subtract 20 from 90. You get yeah. you get a round number and 70. then subtract. Su- yes, 64. and subtract 64. Six. Mm-hmm. So 64 days we've covered in this first 45 minutes. But that's because Danielle and Muhammad stuck around on mm-hmm. seasons after this original 90. And so we'll catch that too. But yes, yeah, T was saying... The journey is basically their linear story being told uninterrupted over these 11 parts. Yes. Doesn't matter if it was, oh, this is from 90 or this is happily ever after. Mm-hmm. No, they just take everything yes. and create one storyline. Yes, exactly. I just wanted to make a point for those who don't know so that they wouldn't think that yeah. we're going to be covering the 90 day, the original one all over. No. That's a good point. So, okay, we meet Danielle. Right. And you guys know Danielle. You have to know Danielle. 41 years old from Norwalk, Ohio. I thought she was from Sandusky, Ohio. I think maybe. Yeah, I think she moved throughout the episode or throughout the seasons. Well, as we will see, she has some financial troubles. So maybe she does have to Mm -hmm. pop around a little bit and move. But when we meet her, she's from Norwalk, Ohio. She works as a direct support professional so she takes care of the mentally handicapped which is an amazing honorable job good for you danielle she says it's not a lot of pay but she enjoys it it takes a special person to do that oh that's for sure danielle is definitely a special person so she not only takes care of people at her job she has three teenage daughters at home that she takes care of yeah, and this is all I guys remember. This is back then. Now the girls are probably oh, yeah. grown up. They're maybe in her, their early 20s. Yeah. So we're basically talking about what happened in the past. This is probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. We should, yeah, I think it's around 2015 that her season came out. But yes, she has these three daughters that live at home with her. So it's a houseful. It's, a, it's definitely a lot going on. That's so for sure. How did a middle aged woman? meet her foreign fiance well turns out she was trolling the chat rooms right she was specifically trolling chat rooms with international folks as many of our you know fellow 90 day yeah yeah peeps they, do. they get on the web and they look for love so that's where she met 26 year old muhammad from tunisia mm-hmm. what is she like about muhammad she liked that he was different from other American, from American twenty six year olds. Well, I, I think, mean that's for sure. But I think she said guys his age are usually out partying, right? They're doing their own thing, not ready to settle down. But Muhammad's life in Tunisia is a little different, mm-hmm. so she's attracted to that. I think she's also attracted to. His looks. His physique. Yes. Yeah. He's not, he's definitely not my type. Yeah. But I can, I can tell how someone would find him very attractive, especially oh, someone, sure. you know, older like Danielle. Yeah. In her forties with a house full of kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I don't understand? Like not just Danielle. We've met plenty of women on 90 day who are in their mid forties, early fifties. 
you know, early 60s. Mm-hmm. What do they see in these young guys? Oh, but I, I think you know what they see in these young guys. Be, forget that's, the looks. That's all they see. Young guys that's can't really take see. care of them. They, I don't know how, can, how, how, how they see any future. I really think all they see is, is the sexual relationship. Oh. Because think about, well. What about like a con- connection? Like you no. are a few years older no. than me. Not, nothing, nothing crazy. You're four years older than me, right? Yeah. I don't feel that you're older than me. I right. don't feel any difference. Plus, we don't have, like, we grew up more or less in the same times, you know, listen to the same music, you know, watch the same movies. Well, here's what I'll say about that. And here's why I think it's purely sexual and purely physical. Oh, man. Okay. Danielle, she is 46. He's, or 41, I think. He's 26. She's 41. Right? He's 26. So the, there's the age gap right there. And I'm not going to say, one. I'm not going to say, hey, someone 20 years apart can't find a connection but let's just say there's an a severe age gap right there mm-hmm. right okay physicality she's not in the best shape of her life muhammad wants to go play soccer right mm-hmm. so there's there's discrepancy there too and then let's add on to the fact the cultural differences she is american he's from tunisia right yeah he's, he's not gonna muslim eat, he's not gonna eat meat unless it's been blessed mm-hmm. there's another huge gap something that they're not going to be able to bond over, connect over, right? So if she was truly looking for her life partner, for someone that she could bond with and connect with and be one with, I don't think she would be choosing someone with such an age difference, such a physical difference where they're going to have different activities in mind and such a cultural difference where they're not going to be able to go, oh, let's go here to eat or let's go do this because it's something that I'm used to in my culture Mm. and your – no, the only thing she sees and likes is his body. Yes. Well, I'm sure I think that Danielle saw him as someone who can become her soulmate. No. My question no, is people don't become soulmates. People are soulmates. If you subscribe to that idea, which we know Tanya does. Right? Yeah. Speaking of Tanya and Sinjin, <laughs> right? You don't become someone's soulmate. You are someone's soulmate. Am I your soulmate? Of course. Totally. Of right? Course. Right. But that was not something we worked to. We may have worked to a point where we vocalized it and said it to each other, but I think we felt it. Okay. Very we never early. said it to each other. No, we never said soulmate, but <laughs> I, I just mean like, oh, I love you. I can't live <laughs> without course, you, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You worked to saying that, but you kind of recognize it within the first few months, I would For say. For sure. Right. So. I don't think you you work to that necessarily. You work to feeling comfortable enough to expressing it. True. Again, on the flip side, there's people that feel it the first day. That's too soon. Too soon. But if you're in a relationship for three years and then you finally feel it, it's probably not real. It's probably four. So you're probably like, oh, okay, right. three years in, I guess this is love. I guess, yeah. This, is my, this must be love, right? I'm not going to find anyone else. I've already invested yeah. three years. Let's just pretend we love each other. True. Well, back to Daniel and Muhammad, right? Yeah. I genuinely think that she thought that, oh, he is it. He is the whole package. My question is what he saw in her besides the green card. And I still think that that's all he saw in her. I do too. But let's talk about it because it was about four or five months of chatting online. And then Muhammad proposed to Danielle through this messaging app. That's when... She decides to go meet him. So, again, I can't side with you in saying, oh, maybe they felt like they were soulmates because they hadn't even met each other Mm. until he had proposed. Do you really think you are going to say you're my soulmate if you've never met them in person? Of course not, unless you are naive, as we all know Danielle is. Which Danielle is, is, yeah, definitely. She is the definition of naive. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Not yet. Well, so wait. So I feel like we've been talking in circles here. So what do you think? What's your take on this? On the relationship? Yeah. I, th- I don't want to. I don't want to say it yet right. because I think All it's right. too early. We have to Fair work enough. our way through what happens. Fair enough. I'll say this: at this point in the relationship, right when we just meet them, mm-hmm. of course, I look at him and I look at her and I go, "He's scamming her. Yeah. He's, he's using her. Mm-hmm. He's got no intention to stay with her. He just wants to come to the states mm-hmm. and better his life." Yep. Okay, I'm not going to say that my opinion's not going to change, but that's 
my opinion of this relationship 10 minutes into the episode. Fair enough. Okay. okay. So he proposes and Danielle says, all right, now it's time to go to Tunisia so we can meet for the first time now that we're engaged. So Danielle's like, time to work. I'm going to work overtime. I'm going to save up enough money and I'm going to go meet him. So she goes and they meet for two weeks. They spend two weeks together and that's all the time they spent together. Mm -hmm. She goes back home and now here we go. Muhammad's finally coming to America where they can Mm -hmm. spend the rest of their life together. Which brings me to another question. This one is immigration related, right? Yeah. You and I have been through some immigration stuff. We have to go through some in the future again. Yes. And as we all know, you know, we read the immigration website and it literally states red flags that yeah. might actually prevent you from getting I your think adjustment there was a of status. Of Danielle and Muhammad next to it, it said red flags. And it, was it was literally the description of their relationship. Yeah. Like large age gap, like, you know. And they didn't say money status, but you have to, the American has to prove how much money he or she right. have on on their account. Well, that doesn't make so, it real or false, the, the monetary side of things. It makes it, can this person support their, their foreigner? Well, yes. But what I'm saying is like, Daniel and Muhammad were one red flag after another. Oh, yeah. How in the world did they get approved? Well, here's what I'll say. We used a lawyer for our, what was the, your adjustment the status? The first what, green card, yeah. For your first green card, we'll be in the process of getting to second one in the near future. But for her first green card, we used a lawyer. And I want to say the first or second time we sat down with that lawyer, he made it very clear that, hey, we got to make sure you're a real couple. But there are very different types of real couples. It doesn't mean a real couple is not defined by, oh, you're the same age, you're the same attractiveness level. Of course not. You both have the same interests and passions. A real couple is, can these people mutually benefit off each other? And I don't mean mutually benefit by, you're going to pay me for a green card or you're going to pay me to marry you so you can get a green card. I mean, maybe someone comes here from another country to take care of another person and provide support and companionship. And it doesn't even have to be sexual. It could just be, in this instance, hey, Muhammad's going to come, help take care of the house, raise these children, give Danielle emotional support. And if they don't have sex once in their entire relationship, it doesn't make it any less real for immigration or at least for the lawyer we spoke to. Well, yeah, but I actually totally disagree with this. I think it's BS. I think marriage should be a real marriage, right? Like two people attracted to each other, who love each other, who do what married couples do, right? Mm -hmm. I don't agree with the statement that, oh, maybe someone just wants to come here and help the other person in a non-sexual or non-like real relationship way. They can maybe apply for a different kind of visa. Like, I don't know, some sort of a work visa, like, but not K-1. K-1 should be... A real visa for real couples who love each other, who want to spend the rest of their lives with each other. And that's it. So I know the lawyer told us that. And I was actually like, wait, what does he just say? What did he just say? I couldn't believe he said it. Actually, I haven't given it too much thought because we were there under our circumstances and we clearly love each other and wanted to get married as a real couple. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something to what he said. There's. Well, well, what was interesting. And here's. And here's just why I want to say this. It's not a scam if you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person and take care of them and be with them and support them. That's not a scam. So it doesn't necessarily bother me that, oh, they're not having sex. Oh, they're not attracted to each other. You know, it's still they're going to spend their life together for some reason and they mutually benefit. I am so against, of course, someone saying and we know Living in New York City, this happens. Hey, I'll give you Mm $30,000 if you marry me so I can get my paperwork and then we'll divorce. That's so different than, well, you're a young guy and I'm an old woman. Maybe you can come here, hang out with me, support me, raise my kids, and we're going to be together. I don't buy it at all because I tell you what. Even people who say, oh, I'm perfectly fine being on my own. I don't need anyone ever. I love being single. Nobody loves being single and everyone wants to meet the one person they want to fall in love and spend the rest of their life together, period. Everyone wants that. 
So the fact that a young guy comes to the US mm. and he's gonna think like, okay, you know what? For the rest of my life, or at least until she dies, I'll take care of her and her kids. And then I'll be in my mid forties and maybe I can meet the love of my life. I do not buy it. Yeah. I don't at know. all. I need to think more about it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come to to a answer on this podcast, I don't think, but I'm not as convicted as you are one way or the other. I need to think about it. All right. You think about okay. it. Come back to me and we, we can discuss right. again. So Danielle and her daughters, they're preparing for Muhammad's arrival. They're making him posters. It looks like they're going to a Justin Bieber concert. They're making these glitter posters and writing. So we love you, Muhammad. Right. So these daughters, not too worried about Muhammad, not too worried about a man that they've never met. They're not worried about him coming to live with them. They're worried about chicken patties. They're worried about they're worried about their their lifestyle and their dietary habits. I didn't know what chicken patties were. I feel like you have burger patties. Yeah. So chicken, what are chicken patties? Chicken patties. Like like oh like chicken burger? Kind of. I think it can be a chicken burger or I think, I guess if it's a chicken breast, like if you go to Wendy's. So like a grounded chicken? I guess, maybe. Uh, I think we should know this. I I don't know how I feel about that. I always thought of chicken patties as you go to McDonald's and you get a chicken sandwich and that's a chicken patty. And maybe that is, but now more recently they say, oh, it's chicken breast. Mm. They're trying to make it sound a little healthier. A little healthier, I guess. But a chicken patty is a piece of chicken as a sandwich. You put a piece of chicken between... Bread. Okay. It's a chicken patty. Interesting. These girls, that's all they were worried about. <laughs> I don't care who you're talking to, where he's coming from, how old is he, can we still have chicken patties for dinner? And I guess that makes sense. You're a kid. You're more worried about yourself mm-hmm. than than your mom and her, her foreign fiance. Oh, yeah. So help me understand this. The night before Muhammad had landed in New York City, he landed at JFK. Mm-hmm. That's one airport in New York. Yep. But he needed to take a cab to LaGuardia. A, a shuttle. S- okay. Oh, he took a shuttle mm-hmm. to LaGuardia. That's a second airport where he was catching his next flight. Mm-hmm. But he hadn't converted his dinar to USD. So, yes, that was my understanding that he got on the shuttle and... I'm pretty sure he can pay with a credit card too, as yeah. we used it before. Maybe he didn't have a credit card. Maybe he for, he forgot to exchange his his money to U.S. dollars, or maybe his credit card got declined. Mm-hmm. Long story short, this was what I understood. He was on the shuttle, couldn't pay, so the shuttle took him back to JFK instead of dropping it off at LaGuardia. See, I guess that's why I thought it was a cab because it seemed like he got in, he went all the way to LaGuardia and couldn't pay, and they brought him back. If it was a shuttle, maybe he just tried to get on the shuttle, couldn't pay. Because you usually yeah. pay for a shuttle at the start. Yeah. So it didn't even go to LaGuardia. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a shuttle because those are cheaper. That makes sense. Well, I was like, why would a cab drive all the way to LaGuardia and then drive him yeah. back? Because I'm like, you're going to p- drive twice for free? Yeah. No, that makes sense if it was a shuttle. But so now Danielle is worried he's going to miss his connecting flight to Ohio. That was the whole reason he's mm-hmm. going to LaGuardia. He's got one more flight to get to Ohio. And especially because she is the one pink for all of this. Yes, she is. So Danielle is a mess. She's crying. She tries to call Muhammad because she hasn't heard from him since the night before when he filled her in on this shuttle mm-hmm. incident. And the call keeps going to voicemail. She can't get a hold of him. So I think Danielle's daughters may have actually been worried that he was just coming for the visa and now he's ditching her the minute mm-hmm. he lands in the States, which can you imagine that this guy scams his way to America, disappears before even meeting mm-hmm. his fiance. That's something we haven't seen on 90 Day. No, we have not. Usually, hey, we at least spend a couple weeks together and then I leave. Mm-hmm. Imagine just touches down in America and just takes off. Well, it would be difficult for him. He, you know, unless he knows or he knew someone in the U.S. that he right. would have talked to prior, like, hey, I'm just going to my freeway to America. I'll meet you right after I land, or, yeah. you know. So it's a new day. It's the day Muhammad is supposed to be arriving from Tunisia. Danielle's getting all fancy. She's sitting on her Lazy Boy recliner while her daughter sits behind her in the same chair, like straddling Danielle, straightening her hair. Can you not just go into the bathroom or at least 
stand up behind her. You guys are both strat. She's getting straddled. (laughs) <laughs> on the lazy boy recliner with her hair being straightened. It was a very weird moment. Yeah, for me. I was I was thinking about it too, but oh well, it's Didn't Danielle. Those hair straighteners are dangerous. It did not seem mm-hmm. safe. So anyway, Danielle's brother and his wife come to stop by the house. They want to see what's going on. They say they're there to support the relationship. Let's see. I don't know, but it does seem so so far that people are supportive of this idea. They are supportive of Danielle, but they do not trust Mohammed. As you know, yeah. everyone voices their opinion, and that's what we get from people. And I think the main reason why is the age gap. But they're hesitant of Mohammed, but they're not really pushing back. You don't hear anyone telling Danielle, "Hey, I don't think you should do this. Have you thought about this? This isn't a great idea." They're all just kind of like. We'll see. I don't know what his intentions are, but we'll find out. Well, yeah, because they never met him. So you cannot judge something or someone, you know, that you never met or a situation that never happened. So I feel like they're giving them some time. They letting him to come. Yeah. And they know they have 90 days. So they'll be watching him. I guess they're definitely more open minded than some families we've seen and more open minded than I thought they would be. But that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So they all pile into this minivan and they head to the airport and they're hopefully going to find Muhammad there. But they get there an hour late, probably because they had to wait for the glitter on their Justin Bieber posters (laughs) to dry. Don't want to get that in the minivan. It's going to stay with you for years. Have you realized that Danielle cries a lot? All the time. All the time. She cries all the time. Uh, Yeah. It's sad. She makes me sad. She Oh, she does make me sad. She's always made me sad. you know what makes me sad the most about her? It's not her appearance. It's not her crying. It's her naivety. She's so naive that I'm like, how? It breaks your heart. How have you survived 41 years? Yeah, it breaks your heart. So they get to the airport and they're running all over looking for Muhammad. One of the daughters spots a guy in a brown leather jacket that looks like him. So Danielle starts to power walk towards him and here we go turns out it is muhammad Mm -hmm. there he is danielle starts bawling saying how worried she was rubbing his face basically just orgasming right there in the airport and this is when we get to meet him for the first time muhammad who's definitely not on the verge of an orgasm but at least (laughs) at least he's hugging danielle he's sort of smiling a little bit i mean he all right so this is this is where i'm kind of like on the net, right? He either was into her somehow for for a few weeks or for a few months, right? Mm-hmm. Be like, you know, I can make this work. She's a nice lady. Or he put up a great show. Um, yeah. I think he, and again, we'll get to it, but okay. Let's just cover it right now. When it comes to her physically, he says she's acceptable, for me. Oh, yeah. Which is the most honest answer I think he could have given. He didn't say, oh, I find her, you know, very attractive or yes, I'm into older women or what. He was just like, she's acceptable mm-hmm. for me. Plus, he has the getaway card with the, his religion. Like, we cannot kiss, we cannot touch, we cannot sleep in the same bath, you right. know? Right. Well, they, they ask Muhammad, the producers say, you know, what do you like about Danielle? And he says she's honest, right? So, again, he's not – it doesn't seem like he's lying too much. He's saying somewhat real things, somewhat Mm -hmm. things based on – which we'll find out is not true. She's not honest. I I was just going to say that. I think she was charged with five felonies. She was using false credit cards and all sorts of – Wait, wait, what? Oh, Yeah. Well, I'm, let's not skip ahead because we do you think we might get there? Because no, I don't, this happened. Well, it might come up in future episodes, but years before she met Muhammad, she was charged with four or five felonies for geez. using for using like fraudulent credit cards. Yeah, but that's why it's interesting. Is he's going? Oh, I like her because she's honest. Well, oh, Danielle. Well, I don't think, but who knows? We don't think Muhammad's being all that honest uh, either. So we'll find out. So, okay, he says his mission for him in this 90 days is to get married and find a job, which is ambitious. I like this. I guess people early on in the 90 Day Fiance franchise actually had ambition, actually wanted to work, actually wanted to go out there and find a job Mm -hmm. because it's not something we see too often these days. Well, he wants to live the American dream. Plus, he is a man. 
You know, he's not a girl who can be like, oh, I came here and my guy is going to take care of me. Right. He knows that that's not going to happen because he wants to make his own money. There is nothing wrong with it. Yeah. The opposite, yeah. actually. But I just like how he touches down. And that's basically the first thing he's yeah. set his mind to. So I'm going to get married. And I'm going to find a job. Yeah. Good. Good for you. So Muhammad starts to get a tour of the house. And Danielle's daughter says, oh, it's actually pretty comfortable with Muhammad in the house. It's comfortable seeing how he reacts with my mom. That makes me feel better seeing mm-hmm. the two of them together. But Muhammad feels the house is a little small. But apparently big enough for them to have separate sleeping arrangements. He he doesn't have to sleep in the bedroom because, mm. as you said, the religion. Right? Yeah. He gets to sleep on the couch. So until they're married, they can't bang. So he's going to sleep on the couch. Right. Mm-hmm. So Danielle, poor Danielle. I guess uh going to have to make do with hugs and kisses, she says. Yeah, no D for D. Hey! <laughs> no, no. I mean, with that house, that house is crawling with children. I don't know how. With teenagers, I mean, they can put earplugs in or Yikes. listen to some music. Yikes. So it's a new day, and Danielle wants to go introduce Muhammad to Corey. Corey is Danielle's son who doesn't live in the house. All right. So Danielle has three daughters. At and least. one son. At least. Right? That's because, who we've met. And we will get there. I don't want to skip ahead, but we saw more teenage girls around here. I think we saw four teenage girls. Hmm. Well, we'll get there, but she has so many kids and they never mention her ex-husband or ex-boyfriend or yeah. boyfriends, husbands. Yeah. Muhammad may not want to give D the D, but someone has given her the D. A lot of Ds. A lot of D. Because, she, yeah, she's got at least four children. Yeah. I Do we know anything about her past? No. Like, this, was she married? Was she just, you know, had a kid with her ex-boyfriend or? I don't know. Some of the kids look related and then some look different. So I'm going to go out on a limb. And again, this is not based in any fact but i think at least two guys i'm gonna say at least just ju- judging physical appearance on these children yes plus the teenage girls are very close in age they oh, yeah. all look the same hmm. we should definitely look into this we'll look into this guys for you and we'll keep <laughs> so, you posted on our next episode season two is too early on i wasn't scouring the internet for all sorts of information That's on these very people true. we'll find out so Danielle goes to meet her son, Corey, and Corey tells the cameras he's worried about Muhammad because Danielle is so nice and people can take advantage of her niceness. And here's where I'm thinking. People take advantage of her. She's the one who frauded people Mm -hmm. years ago out of credit cards and money. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. I think she did that. I, I Again, I had no idea she did that. Yeah. But I'm sure she did it out of desperation because, you know, yeah, for sure. she has kids, she needed money. So I'm not justifying this. It's totally wrong that she did anything like this. But I don't think she did it to buy, you know, posh dresses and jewelry. Like no, I think she did it because she had no other choice in probably is what she thought. It goes back to the age old like morality argument of... Would you steal a loaf of bread to feed your family? Right? What What is moral? Is it okay to steal if you need it to survive? I don't think it is. No, you just starve to death. I think there are other ways. Yeah. Like, for example, you know, you can ask your relatives or friends if they can possibly help you. Or you can try to find another job. You can. You're so honorable. I would never steal. And no, I'll tell that's you, good. I'll tell you what, right? I tell did steal once in my life. What? Yes, I was 15. We went on a trip to Prague mm-hmm. with my class, right? Mm-hmm. And all the popular girls, it was like me and a bunch of my friends. They were like, okay, each each group, and like groups of two, are gonna have to steal something, or you know, you're what? gonna you're gonna be like losers. So. Me and my best friend, Teresa. Mm, Teresa That's confusing. So, yeah. So we were like, okay, we we can do it. And we both are like two little idiots. Yeah. So we went to, to kind of like give you an idea. We went to basically Nordstrom, like the Czech equivalent of Nordstrom. Yeah. And we stole earrings. Obviously, we got got caught. Oh. 
we had we had money for the earrings. Like it was so dumb, uh-huh. right? So we we were taken back to the store. Yeah. They called a pol- two police officers. Like they were like the good guy and the bad guy. Yeah, literally yelled at us. But Jeez. you could we cried so much after like forty five minutes of them telling they're gonna call our parents. Me and my friend totally losing our shit. I didn't know I was married to a criminal. I told you what this was one time. We cried. Still. We were so like, oh my God, we didn't want to do this. We're so, so, so sorry. Anyway, they saw that, you know, we were two little girls just mm-hmm. did something totally stupid. So they let us go. And it was a big, big, big lesson. So I never, it never even crossed my mind afterwards to steal anything. You Because the first around. time I did it, I got caught big you, time. You didn't even have beginner's luck. In your no, I did not crime. I tell you what, I would never do it on my own. It was just it was this bet. And tell you what, all the other girls stole something and got away with it, but Jeez. me and Teresa. <laughs> yeah, you learned your lesson. You're like, oh, we uh, learned yeah, our lessons. I'm not cut out to be a thief. So, and I felt so guilty. I felt so bad, and I was like, oh, I can't believe I did this. Like, <gasps> like I I lived with this big guilt for weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I don't think I would ever do it. Even if I, you know, I had nothing to eat, I would probably try to find a job or to like work it out. Like I'll wash your dishes and you can give me a piece it's of bread. Very honorable. It's very honorable. I love to hear that. You learned your lesson. Oh, I totally did. Yeah, look okay. Criminals told, can be rehabilitated. I never folks. told you about my, about my criminal past. No, no, <laughs> no. I hope that's where it ends. Can you believe, like, we tried to steal at Nordstrom? Like, this the equivalent, yeah. like, with cameras. Yeah, you didn't even and start at, like, a TJ Maxx. You just went straight to Nordstrom. There were security guards at, mm. d- at the door. You learned your lesson. Look at you. All right. So <laughs> they all meet up at a bar. Corey racks a game of pool. He's ready to get competitive with Muhammad. He wants to flex a little bit. Welcome to America. Let's get competitive. So Muhammad's like... Can you tell me the rules? How do you play this game? And then he immediately proceeds to smoke Corey in pool. He totally knew how to play it. And that's where I go, oh, Muhammad, you are a scammer. Mm -hmm. You are a pool shark. That was not a beginner's luck. No, he was a scammer right And I love playing pool and I've played many times. I I still suck. Yeah, yeah, no. I thought it was hilarious because I'm thinking if you're going to scam... Corey in a game of pool. Yeah, you'll probably scam Danielle too. Oh, yeah. So Corey and him go outside after the game of pool. They want to talk man to man. Corey wants to figure out Muhammad's intentions, what he's doing in Ohio. What are you doing with Danielle? And Corey, being the oldest child, says he's protective. He's got to worry about his family. He's got to watch out for everyone. So Muhammad tries to calm him down, though, saying, don't worry about the age difference. I know it seems like it's this big gap, but focus on the person. And if you focus on me, then you can judge me. He's a smooth talker. He really is. He, right? In his second language, and he's I, very smooth. And I actually, there were times that I believed him or I, yeah. you know, as we were watching it, I believe him. I'm like, man, maybe he is really into her and he really is trying to make this work. I know. I know. See, now you're starting to feel well, what I'm feeling. It's because he is a smooth talker. And because he's not saying anything that suspicious. Like when he says Danielle is acceptable for me physically, I'm like, yeah, I guess. Sure. Like you can't argue that she is acceptable for you. He's not saying she's the most beautiful girl I've oh, ever seen in my life. she's so sexy. Right? Oh, too sexy. So, so much sexy. <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah. She's acceptable. Like, isn't, that's the right answer. Isn't, oh, too sexy. Isn't he from Tunisia, too? Yeah, exactly. Very different accent. <laughs> so different. No, Muhammad has taken many English classes. And as we see, he comes to America and still takes oh, his English classes. Oh, he is classes. on a roll. Yeah. He is on a roll. He is driven. He, he landed is. with a plan. I know. He's a man with a plan. I like that. So a few days later, Danielle is taking Muhammad to this big family dinner where Muhammad gets to meet even more of the family, right? One person in particular, too, Paul, Danielle's brother-in-law, mm-hmm. who this is like the first person who may not be Team Muhammad visibly. Visibly, he's kind of like, I don't know about this guy. Everyone else is kind of like, well, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Kind we'll of, see. yeah. And I mean, Paul's kind of pa- like, mm, I don't know. 
Well, Danielson kind of voiced his opinion about it. He's not sure about the relationship. Not sure, but let's see. And they had their nice chat. And we'll see. All right. So they arrive at this restaurant and poor Muhammad is trying to figure out what he can eat off oh, the menu. Oh, one of the restaurants like the Cheesecake Factory with the large menu. Yeah, no, it's like TGI Fridays or yeah, something. I can't, I can't take this. Yeah. I'm <laughs> always... It's so I, much pressure. I, I'm, I'm always so overwhelmed. Yeah. And, I, and when I was no pair... We loved going to the Cheesecake Factory with mm-hmm. our fellow au pairs. Yeah. And I always like stared at the menu for a very long time. Right. Because I'm like, they have everything. Right. Like, what do I want? It's like, can you guys email me the menu ahead of time so I can just prepare? Oh, yeah. there's so much. It's actually, before Jordan and I go out to a restaurant, we Google it. We look at the menu and we pick before we go there. Well, I want to know when I get there that there's something I want. I don't necessarily pick what I'm going to get. I go, okay, if all else fails, there's at least this on the menu that I can get. And then when I get there, I'll vibe it out, see what I'm feeling. Maybe there's a special I want. I don't think, I, I don't think I've ever ordered a special. No, I don't think you ever have. <laughs> no, you have seafood. once. We have a favorite taco place. Um, oh, you're right. And, and a special with seafood, right? Yes. And you ordered it, but you didn't love it. I'm not a big seafood fan, guys. And I feel like the special is always lobster or something. Oh, I love lobster. Give me, give uh, me lobster. So, okay. They're at this restaurant. Muhammad's trying to find what he can eat because he can't eat meat unless it's uh, it's halal meat. It's got to be blessed. So, He's sitting there going like, I can't eat this meat. Meanwhile, half the table is wearing hunting gear, wearing mm-hmm. camo. Like, you don't want to eat meat? I'm like, Michael, come <laughs> Michael's not there. But I feel like it's Danielle or it's Angela yeah. and Danielle. They're all. It's like the lifestyle. And some it's people live like the hunting, the fishing, the guns. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not a lifestyle we are familiar oh, with at no. all. But it is one that I romanticize. And every once in a while, I'm like, it would be super cool to live on a farm and go hunting and kill your own elk and eat that. It would be super cool for the weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We are city <laughs> people. And listen, I don't judge it. I love getting away for the weekend or, you know, for a week, hike in the mountains. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. I cannot see you and I living this lifestyle. If we had to hunt for our own food to survive... I would be stealing bread every other week. No, I would be hunting for you because you would not be able to do it. I could hunt and I could kill the animal. Oh, I don't think you could. You would be the one to like clean it. No, I would do it. I would do it all because you're too much of a baby. That's true. But I think (laughs) I could hunt. I used to have a BB gun growing up and I would, this is going to sound bad. I would shoot squirrels. I don't (gasps) know if I should admit that. I don't think I ever hit one, but I would shoot at them. I would try. Oh. I was like nine years old. What do you do with a BB gun? I was just like shooting cans with an actual gun. Yeah, that was smarter. Yeah. But you were also stealing things from Nordstrom. So who's the bad guy now? It wasn't Nord- Nordstrom. It was a check. <laughs> check. Yeah. Oh, Nordstrom. Yeah. Yes. I was just trying to give our peeps the idea of how no, dumb it was. You painted you know? the picture. You painted the picture. So anyway, Muhammad's trying to explain to his new family how he can only eat the halal meat and yeah that's not on the menu at the cheesecake factory Paul isn't getting this I I don't think there's any meat that's been prayed over at the cheesecake factory it's probably more like people praying after they eat the meat that they're not going to have explosive diarrhea I don't think they were at the cheesecake factory but I think it was Fud Rockers TGI Fridays yeah something like that yeah so then Paul and company start asking if Muhammad has ever gone hunting. Have you ever drank beer? Have you ever had moonshine? Oh. Is this, is this 90 Day Fiance or Duck Dynasty? I, I have, don't know what show I'm watching. I have never had moonshine and I have no desire. Yes, you have. No, I have not. You've had like the posh moonshine. Oh, smoky moonshine. You know the uh, cherries that were dipped in that jar? that At the lake house we went to, someone brought that jar of cherries dipped in... I don't recall. It was moonshine. Yeah, I've never had moonshine. Yeah, because you love yourself. I do. I, I, plus, I love an actual whiskey. Yeah, something about age. So why makes, would I drink moonshine? Just to say you've done it. Just to have it. We can do it once. We can do it I don't once. know if... I, you, know, you know why I can't? Because I don't love... So I'm a tequila drinker. I love 
clear tequila. Mm-hmm. I have a vodka once in a while. But looking at moonshine and thinking like it's clear and it should have been brown because I see this whiskey. That creeps vodka. me out. It's basically vodka. Come on. But it's like weird vodka. It's not like distilled vodka, right? Like clear, nice, distilled Russian vodka. No, it's all distilled, but then it's just never aged. But vodka's never aged either. So yeah, it's different. It's different ingredients, I think. Like what does it what does it taste like? Um does it taste good. like vodka? Does it taste like No, it doesn't taste like whiskey? Vodka. Does it taste like scotch? It like, no, it tastes like moonshine. It tastes like moonshine. Maybe we should have it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Once. You gotta have it so you know. All right. Okay. Anyway, Paul is outside telling the camera he's still a little skeptical of Muhammad, unsure of his intentions, but he says he says, I don't know if they're gonna last. Like People who love each other hold hands a lot. And these two don't hold hands. Hmm. Since when is Paul such like a relationship counselor? Oh, he knows what's up. Such a detective, such a yeah relationship therapist. I mean, it's true. Like people who love each other, like you touch each other. You give attention to each Probably other. Probably not the first time you meet the family at TGI Fridays, though. I think you and I, we show affection. Even the first time I met your parents or the first time you met my parents, we didn't keep any distance. Like we acted like we always do. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it would have been good for Muhammad to show his love because you know these people are skeptical. So you show love, go out of your way, even if it is not something you normally do to go, mm-hmm. look at us. Look at how happy we are together. I just came all the way from Tunisia. I can't keep my hands off this woman. And it's not that they weren't showing affection. He wasn't showing affection. Oh, that's true. Daniel was like hanging onto his arm yeah. this whole time. That's very true. So it's a new day. And Danielle and her daughters, they're going to pick out a wedding dress. And big baller Danielle, she's got a $500 dress budget. All right, Danielle, slow down over there. Okay? You got a lot to pay for. So this is how I feel about dress shopping. Just a little personal story. Mm -hmm. I spent a few hundred on my dress and then uh, way more money on the alteration (laughs) because... I realized that I didn't like the way the skirt looked and I had my alteration lady to basically remove the skirt from my dress I bought and create a new one. She bought the fabric and she made a new skirt. You basically spent a little bit of money on fabric and then spent a lot of money making that fabric look like a dress. Yes. So I, for all of you who are getting married... Just take a little longer to find the dress you love. Yeah. And it was funny. I loved the top part of my dress and I just kind of changed my mind about the bottom. You, but, were, you were jealous because when I put my suit on, it was it just fit like a glove. Immediately, I put that on and go, this is it. Yeah, it was beautiful. Your, your suit was beautiful. And I can wear my suit over and over again. And that was my, my second thought. I spent a lot of money on a dress I will never, ever mm wear again in my life and you know how some kids think or kids some adults think oh maybe my daughter will wear it one day we parted so hard the bottom of my dress is so destroyed that's true that's true and i had it professionally cleaned and packed packaged for like two hundred dollars so i don't think anyone will ever wear it no but it's fine i think everyone should get their own dress I think so too, but did you love my dress? Yeah, it came out very nice. <laughs> it came out, I didn't see it where it started, but it ended up in a very nice place. It, it ended up being very nice, but it took me a while. And my alteration lady, who I think she was so annoyed with me, yeah, it took her a while to do all the work, but ended did, up being great. You did not look like Shrek when you came out and I saw you. That's what when Danielle comes out in her first dress, her daughter's like, you look like Shrek. Oh, man. Forget social media. Danielle's own kids are memeing her. I missed that. I missed what she said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She came out of the first dress and her kid's like, you look like Shrek. Oh, kids. Brutal. So then she comes out in another dress, though, and everyone's loving this one. The kids are, oh, that's a nine. That dress is a nine. And Danielle's like, I know. This dress is a nine. But this dress is $725, which is a couple hundred over her limit. But if you just learned anything from T's story... If you buy a $500 dress and then have to spend another $500 tailoring it, it's a $1,000 dress. Just get the $725 dress. Mm-hmm. Save some money. But they I put, wish I spent $500 tailoring it. You spend more than that? Oh, way more Jeez. than that. I forget how much my suit was, but I don't think it was that expensive. Just 
fit fantastic. <laughs> so they put the dress back on the rack. They go home to think about it. And it's a sad moment because you realize like, ah, oh, Danielle is struggling. She's trying her best, but she can't get what she wants to make this the wedding of her dreams. But this is actually where I question. I go, how many times was she married? How many weddings does mm-hmm. she have in the in the books? Or because, was she ever married? Or was she ever married? Because maybe she had her dream wedding the first time around. And now she doesn't maybe. need that anymore. You mm-hmm. know, every wedding can't be your dream wedding. Hopefully it's just one. And Hopefully it's yeah. just one. That's I feel that's what everyone wishes for. It's very true. That's the dream is to just have one. Right. So it's a couple of weeks later and Muhammad, he's still adjusting to life in America. Danielle's getting ready to go to work, asking Muhammad, what are you going to do with all your time since you don't know anyone? So you, you can't work, but it's not going to slow Muhammad down. He goes out for a walk. He is a go-getter. He, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I never thought of it or maybe, you know, it slipped my mind, but he is definitely the foreigner who came here with a plan. He's and not just like... like where are your video yeah. games, kids? I would like, like to what play. What am I supposed to do? I'll, I'll do something. Yeah, I'll, I'll go find my way I'll go, around. I'll go make friends. So he goes for this walk and he comes across some guys in the park throwing around a football. And I think this was a little staged. But one of the guys is like, hey, we need one more person to play. For sure. And staged. here's this random guy walking by. You want to come play? So Muhammad goes and joins them. And he's definitely not as good at football than pool. Definitely not a natural the way he was with that pool cue. But he plays. He makes some friends. They finish. And the guys are like, want to go for a drink? Want to go to the bar? Want to go for a drink? Mom's like, sure, let's go. (laughs) Look at this guy making friends right off the bat. So the boys, they head to the bar. And Muhammad starts talking to the guys how he met Danielle, how she brought him to the States. And these guys are like, oh, okay. What do you know about hooking up? (laughs) <laughs> oh, you look like a guy who's hooked up a time or two before. And Muhammad's like, wait, no, no, no. What is hooking up? And one guy's like, well, here, here in America, you can just meet a girl. And that same night, just get it in. Muhammad's like, get it in. What do you mean? <laughs> get it in. And right then a couple of girls walk up to them asking Muhammad, like, what are you up to? You looking to get it in? What are you doing uh, here at this bar? Oh, she was going hard after him. One of the ladies. These girls are prostitutes, right? I don't think they were prostitutes. <laughs> this like, one girl's very aggressive. Very. Like she knew what she wanted, you know? She's trying to play pool with him, right? Telling him he should come to the bar more often, rubbing his chest. And this is the moment. I think maybe if Muhammad ever had pure intentions of being with Danielle, it was at this moment right here where it was like, nope. No chance for this relationship because he realized, oh, my God, in, a, in America, what I can have. in America, I can walk right to a bar and just get it in. Steady, just get it in. Steady, just easy. hook up. Yeah. So Muhammad does tell the cameras, though, he's not into it. He says, I actually don't like this. What I like about Danielle is that she doesn't act like this. But you, she kind of did at the airport. She was rubbing and caressing mm-hmm. him the same exact way these girls did. But. Hey, he says he's not into it. Let's take his word for it for now. For now. So, okay, it's a new day once again. And Muhammad's getting a little more comfortable with America. So Danielle says, we should start planning the wedding. You seem like you're liking what's going on here. You're fitting in. You're finding friends. Let's plan this wedding a little more. So they head to this venue to check it out. It's a farm. I think. It's interesting. Whatever. I, I had no idea what that venue was. It had like a big inflatable swan in a pond. It looked like a like a construction site. It was a construction site slash summer camp. Like there was cabins. There was an outhouse. There was this inflatable swan. It, it did not look nice at all. I'm sorry, but it no, did not. Muhammad was suspicious of it as well. He was like, Danielle in Tunisia, we'd just get married inside the man's house. But Danielle wants to do it big. She wants to do a big, big baller. Danielle starts talking about. Go big or go home. Go am big I or right? Go home. I think they're going to go home because when they start talking <laughs> about their budget, she's telling her family, well, I need to spend 500 on my dress. There's going to be another 500 on the food. At least at least DJ Pauly D is going to give his services for free. Right. One of the family mm-hmm. members is going to DJ for free. But it's clear money is tight. And she's keeping this from Muhammad that money's an issue. And here's where I go, all right, I didn't see it so clearly before 
when I was watching the actual season because there was so much other entertainment, so much other content being cut into this story that you kind of just every time you see Danielle Muhammad go, how is this ever going to work? He's definitely using her. But then you see it all strung together, hit after hit after hit of Danielle struggling with this, Danielle struggling with that. And you go, oh, wow. Muhammad really is getting blindsided with all of this stuff. Yeah, I feel like you know he came here with whatever intentions, maybe good, maybe bad. But I feel like the fact that Danielle ended up lying to him about a lot of things. Yeah, you can't blame him. Towards, him. Yes, very true. And he was like, maybe I could have, you know, stay here and work with her and be together. But after she has lied to me right. so many times about important things right right that's that would stir off anyone i think Uh, yeah i totally agree i think he was sold a different bag of goods than he realized were what he was given when he arrived Mm -hmm. in america so money's tight but her family is like well we'll figure it out let's go meet up for lunch to talk about the budget maybe you should stop eating out so much if you have money issues Every yeah, day cook you guys something. Are going, cook something You guys all. are going to a different restaurant every day. Maybe pump the brakes on eating out and you'll save a little money mm-hmm. that way. So her family is asking, well, when's Muhammad going to be able to start working? And she says, well, before that can happen, we need to apply. He needs to get the right paperwork so he can work. That's going to cost money. And it does. The dollars keep piling up. This is not oh, a yeah. good situation. This, this is not good. It's just her income and it's not just her taking care of Muhammad. She has three teenage uh, daughters to take care of. Poor Danielle. No mm-hmm. pun No pun intended. Poor Danielle. <laughs> so Danielle's family, just not feeling positive about everything, doesn't see how they're going to make it. And this is where I start to feel the same. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, I don't see how she's going to make it. And, right. and in the same time, I was thinking, why well, don't we just go to the courtyard Courthouse. Courthouse. Yeah, or the Courtyard Marriott. That's probably a cheaper option. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, Go to the courthouse. Have a small wedding there and yeah. invite everyone over for a potluck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And here we go. Well, let's review. There's the cultural differences. There's the age difference, the physical difference, and now the money issues. I don't see this this working out. No, not, no, no, right? no, no, no. And we know it doesn't. We're, yes, <laughs> we're talking about a season that happened. At this years point, ago. I I was gonna say, yes, like even if he was truly into her, right. this would be a stab in the back. For as anyone, it was. For anyone, anyone this is yeah. a struggle, right? So, okay. Again, it's a new day, and Muhammad just discovered for the first time, because Danielle was keeping it from him, Muhammad discovers, oh, we are having some troubles financially. He learns this because his cell phone was canceled. She couldn't pay for the cell phone, so he loses service. And he goes, well, what's going on with this? That's very sad. Yeah, we're in trouble. So they're talking. Danielle and Muhammad are talking. And Muhammad's upset because, of course, Danielle was hiding this from him. Right? He left. Muhammad left everything behind. Who knows what he had, but he left his friends, his family. He says he has a job back there. And he left that all for her under the assumption that things were going to be better in mm-hmm. America. And that's not the case. So Muhammad, here's where I start really being team Muhammad, says, you need to change or I might leave. We can't trust each other. What is a relationship without trust? And I'm like, yeah, you make such a good point, Muhammad. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, you're just scamming Americans in that sense. Because I think if that was the case, maybe you would hold on as long as you can, crossing your fingers. Maybe you'll meet someone else. And he's saying, no, I'm just going to go home. You know, I thought we could have a life together. Clearly, we can't. What's the point of me being here? I'm going to go home. Danielle's just crying, hanging onto his arm. Classic. She's worried he's going to leave her. Yeah. And Muhammad says, look, let's just make some changes. If we make the necessary changes, I'll stay. The ball's in your court, Danielle. It's up to you. If you can make this happen, mm-hmm. I'll stay. And then he said he wouldn't leave her for her financial status, but he would leave her if she keeps like lying to him. Exactly. And There's no fix. trust. Yes. There's no trust. There needs to be trust. Which is true. Like no, no one would be in a relationship like that. No, no. She's hid all of this 
pretty big stuff from him. And mm-hmm. she just needs to learn to be able to open up about it, especially if that's your fiance, if that's your partner. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's work through it together. So it's 38 days to wed. And because of the financial issues, the two of them, they've come up with a more affordable way to have a wedding. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to the courtyard Marriott. <laughs> no, they're going to go to the courthouse. They're going to have a courthouse wedding. They'll apply for Muhammad's work permit after that. Maybe then he can work. He can help out with some of the finances. And then maybe they'll have the yeah. wedding in their dreams, right? So Muhammad's more optimistic now. He's happy. Danielle's willing to make some changes to help their situation. She even found a cheaper dress, mm-hmm. right? Which she models for the kids. Uh, the dress actually looked better on her than the expensive one. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> it was only $100. I said on her. Yeah, it was only $100 though, right? So what are you going to do? It's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. So Danielle tells her kids about the civil ceremony. They'll they'll now be able to save money because the mayor is going to officiate. There's going to be a gazebo. What's not to love about mm-hmm. this? Right? But still, Corey, not too optimistic. He says, I don't think it's going to last, but let's see. So Danielle and Muhammad go to the jeweler because they need to find rings. And this is where I really start to remember when we were doing our wedding, when we were planning you kind of just go through the motions of, well, we need this, we need that, we need mm-hmm. a venue, we need food. And you you add it up because you're responsible. Oh, yeah. But when you're in it, you're like, yeah, it is what it is. We need all this stuff. Yeah, but I was, weddings are very expensive. So expensive. Very but, expensive. But watching Danielle go through it, I'm like, you're right. We did have to get the venue. We did have to get our dress and suit. We planned it for over a we year. We did have to get ring. And you're like, man, there is a lot that goes into a wedding. It is a big financial and burden. And we did have a wedding planner who helped us with all that. Yeah. But even if you're trying to do it on a very tight budget, you still need to spend a lot of money. There's no way to do it for that cheap. You can't do it for a thousand bucks, I don't think. You can. As I said. You food. Can. Food. Potluck. Booze. Potluck. Potluck. Sure. If everyone's going to cook. Yeah. If, everyone's, if it's BYOB. I, I think that's actually the way to do it. If you want to be super, super on budget yeah. and have your family over, you do it at the court, courthouse, not yeah. courtyard. No, it's too expensive. And then for the reception, you tell you know your family members, bring over food and drinks and yeah. we'll celebrate. Tell your friend with good taste in music to make a playlist. And I actually didn't make this idea up. One of my friends had a wedding like this. Yeah. So it's true. It's true. You can do it cheap. They're trying to do it on a budget, but it's still getting expensive. The jeweler whips out this $1,200 ring. Muhammad's like, that's too much. So then he comes out with a $700 ring. That's too much. Muhammad says $100 max for both rings. Just go on Amazon. Well, go on Amazon. But I like it. Again, Team Muhammad right now, that he's being financially responsible mm-hmm. and saying $100 for two rings. Well, someone has to. But again, he could easily... Try to take all of her money. Try to take advantage of her. He wants Try a fancy ring. Try to take ring. all her money? I don't think she has any to take. I know, but he, I don't know if he knows this. I don't know how much. He, everybody on this show, it seems like they all think Americans are rich. No oh, matter yeah. who, right? Americans have millions of dollars. Doesn't matter who you are, what you do. All Americans are just given a million dollars at birth. <laughs> but he is the one that's being sensible. He's the one saying, no, let's save the money. Mm-hmm. $100, $50 a ring. Again, Team Muhammad right yeah, there. Yeah, smart. So, okay, it's 26 days to wed now. And Muhammad's going to go meet Danielle in the park after his English class because he's driven and he's taking class and his English is good, but he still wants to improve. I like it. I don't know why I was so Team Danielle the first time I watched this series, but I'm a lot more well, Team Muhammad now. I feel like it goes back and forth. I agree with you. Like he is proving that maybe he's in it for real. He's trying. Yeah, he's he's hardworking. Responsible. But as we learn, you know, in our future episodes, yeah. it goes back and forth. So they meet at the park because Danielle has some bad news she needs to share with him. He gets there. Danielle hands him a letter for him to read. And it's not good news. It's not good news. Danielle lost her job. Poor Danielle. So, wait a minute. I didn't get this. Maybe you did. Was she fired or was she laid off? Well, she says, she says 
she wasn't good enough. She was told she wasn't good enough. Yes. So what does it mean? Does it mean she wasn't doing her job well? She was slacking, so she got fired? Or I don't know. maybe she wasn't qualified enough and they found someone who's more qualified, so they laid her off. Yeah, I don't know. Muhammad says, Danielle, you're not taking work seriously enough, which again, yeah. I'm like, good for Muhammad. If Again, if this is coming from a good place of like, you need to get your act together so we can be happy. Good for him for saying that. If it's coming from a place of work harder so I don't have to, mm-hmm. not so good. Mm-hmm. But again, I kind of see how Muhammad's not the bad guy in this whole thing. She brought him over here. He was with his family, his friends. Mm -hmm. He had a job. She brought him over here. All of a sudden, she can't provide. She can't pay for the cell phone bill. They can't have a wedding that they were dreaming of. Mm -hmm. She then loses her job. And Muhammad goes, I can't stay here if there's no food, no electricity, no water. You're right. You're right. I'm starting to see that. Yeah, It's true. And again, Remember what she said about what he said about her physically, which was the reason we were all like, oh, we don't see these mm-hmm. two people together because she's an older, middle-aged woman with five, six, seven kids. And he's this young, athletic guy from Tunisia. The whole thing was about physicality. And he goes, yeah, like, she'll do, basically, right? He never <laughs> lied. Do. He never lied and said, oh, yeah, this is it. This is my dream girl. No, he's being honest from the start, I feel like. Yeah, I think you're right. So this ends, this part one ends with Danielle in tears. Classic Danielle. Classic, classic uh, Danielle. Yeah. So it was an action-packed part one. We learned a lot. We felt a lot. There was a lot of emotion, a lot of ups and downs. I don't know how I'm going to feel part two, part three, part four, but right now, I'm kind of Team Muhammad. I think after this podcast, I am too. But for now. But it's interesting because I'm pretty sure I was never Team Muhammad no, before. No, no. Never. I always saw him as a big scammer. And yeah. Maybe he is, but, me, but maybe Daniel deserved it after I know, all the lies. I know. When you stitch all of her issues yeah. together, you're like, mm, maybe she's to blame. Yeah, I can see that because, as you said, he left everything behind. And, and if nothing, he was promised a decent life here and then he wasn't receiving. Yeah, yeah. It was eye-opening to watch this. Decent life, least. meaning at least, you know, be have a roof over his head and right. food on the table. and Which is not going to happen if she can't work yeah. and he can't work. So, yeah, I'm very torn. I don't know. I'm feeling some things we'll, right we'll now. We'll see. I feel like by the end of this journey, we're living with them. We can get our ideas out or we can yeah, we well, can tell which side we take. But right totally, now, totally. I'm, I'm torn. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I'm glad we're doing this Oh, couple. totally. So, all right. That was it. That's the first bonus episode. That's mm-hmm. part one. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys were you know following along and it brought you guys back. And mm-hmm. You remembered what all went on early on in this relationship. I think it's going to be good. I think this is going to be fun to cover. Yes. And don't forget to tune in to our regular podcast. Yes. Monday nights. That's the Crazy in Love classic where we're covering season eight mm-hmm. with all the Brandon and Julia drama, Jovi Yara, Rebecca and Ziet, Stephanie Ryan, all those crazy couples. Mm-hmm. So make sure you do that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. And if you haven't left a review, it would be awesome if you could. Thank you if you have left one. We do appreciate that. We love it. All right. That is all for now. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.